0: Welcome to the Blueberry Podcast, where we discuss all things GMX. I'm the GMX intern, and I'm joined by Sertano. How are you doing, mate? Hello, how are, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, too. Nice to here. So today is the second episode of the Blueberry Podcast, and we're going to dive into the, some cool new developments. It's called X4. So what is it all about? What can we expect from it? We will discuss it here. Um, so X4 is two parts it's the pvp emm including the synthetic markets and it's gmax swap um so let's start with the pvp emm um yeah tano can you talk um yeah can you talk about uh what it exactly is
1: yeah okay so um the currently like um the trading on gmx is done with with the with glp But GLP, of course, has some certain limitations that everybody knows. Uh, Whenever there's a new asset, it first has to be governance voted, then the asset has to be added. But then before trading actually can happen on on that specific uh, asset, there also needs to be enough liquidity. So let's say, for example, we add uh, Sushi uh, to the GLP. We first have to do the governance vote, then Sushi has to be added to the GLP, and then people have to deposit uh, GLP to make sure that the the pool actually gets filled and that people can actually trade on it. So that's very important. Uh, So that is currently a limitation. And there's also some some trading uh, mechanisms in place to make sure that there's enough short and open positions and so on. Um, So that's currently the limitation that we have on the um, the GMX uh, current platform. So with the new improvement of the PVP, um, there are going to be synthetic markets, which actually means that we can spin up a um, an asset with a Chainlink uh, price feed, which can be uh, just uh, sushi as well, uh, but can also be like stocks or can be indices or can be commodities, and we can just actually list them. So that makes it a, a lot more uh, easier for, for GMX as a platform to list more exotic assets where people can trade on, and um, will hopefully increase the volume. And uh, yeah, that's that's I think uh, the first uh, big part about it. Um, we can. I'm not sure, uh, in turn, if you can talk a bit, a little bit about uh, the GD tokens now, because of course there has to be uh, the liquidity has to be backed by something, and yeah. um, it's the GD token. So I'm not sure if you can talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, sure. Like one thing I was ta- thought about recently is like, in the current form, GOP, is, it's basically on-demand liquidity. You can mm-hmm. short, you can long or short uh, Bitcoin, and you, you can just demand liquidity for it at, at the Oracle price. Um, but like you said, there are, there are some limitations in, in the in the position size, but also in like the assets that you can trade on. And with synthetic markets, you can trade any asset with a chain price feed and like some kind of criteria to, to, to list the assets. Um, and the GD token, it's the, yeah, it's the pool of, of dollars of like money, which represents the collateral. And you can still, uh, it's still on demand liquidity. You can, um, yeah, for instance, if we list sushi. You can say, I want to uh, long sushi with five million. You you demand liquidity. GD token will will be your counterparty. But um, yeah, it's called a PVP EMM, because if you long sushi, um, GD will uh, be your counterparty, so they will be short sushi. But uh, other actors in the market can go short as well. And uh, yeah, if you go long, you will pay a funding fee, and other actors, which can be short, they will get your funding fee. So, um, in the beginning, if you take the five million long, GD will instantly take the opposite side, and uh, but it creates an opportunity in a market for other actors to fill in uh, the spot and take on the short position, and uh, they are incentivized by the. the funding fee the the longer pace so in my uh thought process in a current form gop is on-demand liquidity and gd is actually a liquidity bridge because in the first form it's still on-demand liquidity um, but other actors can take on that role and then gd doesn't provide the liquidity anymore so it's more Mm -hmm. like an um, temporary solution for the yeah liquidity quote-unquote problem, um, but it makes it more scalable because you can, uh, with lesser liquidity, you can offer more volume and you can attract more uh, different traders to the platform. So uh, it's quite interesting uh, dynamic. Yeah, I'm really excited to
1: see how it actually plays out because yeah, you first of co- of course got GLP, that's what what GMX is currently using, and then you have like the synthetics pla- platforms, which uh, a lot of other protocols like are doing like Cap and stuff like that. They have like USDC pools, which just are um, actually like the the PNL of the traders, and then you also have the VAMM liquidity providers, which is just actually. Uh, I think PERP uses that, if I'm not mistaken, the VAMM. Yes. Um, And they kind of use like an insurance fund to make sure that whenever the protocol has to pay out traders and they do not have the funds for it, that they pay it out from from the insurance fund. So yeah, I'm really excited on on how it's really going to work because the GD tokens make me really excited because also the the Medium article said that um, in general, if you... If you don't calculate the the funding fees, um, people will lose less and win more when trading on GMX. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I I really I tried to make some calculations based on that, <laughs> but I uh, I never really completed it, so I couldn't post it on Twitter yet. But it's it's quite interesting because it's like an asymmetric bet. It's like you lose less if you lose and you win more if you win. So, yeah, if that's, if that's uh, true, then it's really attractive for, for any trader. But uh, I guess, like, if you're being, like, the devil's advocate, you, you have to say, like, yeah, that always, somebody always uh, has to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I'm kind of interested in at how it exactly works. I, I also think that um, the, the, the final version will be a little bit different than what we read in the Medium. So it's all a little bit of guessing right now, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's for sure it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how it, uh, yeah, how it will be. And what do you think of, <clears throat>
1: like the the currently GLP is also very interesting for like um, platforms to adopt as a just for their treasury because they can yield yield they can earn yield on it um, yeah. how do you think that gd tokens will uh, cooperate in, in that fact as well do do people also think that gt tokens will be a position that you can do just as a hedge or
0: yeah I, I think it's interesting because i really like gop because you you earn yield but also you still can capture upside you know you can still yeah. if if ETH goes to 3k you still get a nice upside on your gop and with GD, you are you have no market exposure. You're only exposed to the um, to the trader's PNL, and you earn yield. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I I think like it's more stable and less speculative. But uh, personally, <laughs> I I won't move all my GOP into GD <clears> throat> except throat> the, um, if the yield is really high but i would rather choose some kind of um balanced like 50 50 or something like that but it really yeah. depends on the on the and stuff but i think well, gd is more like an, a more stable asset um but yeah everybody knows the trend of the traders pnl mm-hmm. if, if the trend <laughs> continues then uh betting on the opposite side yeah can be really attractive
1: yeah, because that's the only issue that I currently have with like the the GT tokens is that it's it's how I currently read it into the in the medium article that it's very complex. Like GLP, is is pretty easy to understand. You can just say it's a crypto index with fifty percent uh, blue chips and with fifty percent stables. Yeah. But I hope that that GMX itself and the developers make it a lot easier um, to also work with GT tokens because. From what I currently get, it's a it's a little bit harder to to provide liquidity and to get uh, to get sure what what yield you are getting uh, in the end. Um, so I hope they make it uh, clear enough and make it something similar uh, and in an easy way uh,
0: similar to like to like GLP. That's what I, what I really hope. Yeah, I do agree. I I think I like explaining GLP to to other people, and most people will get it quite quite soon. And I think GD is a little bit more diff- d- difficult and also more it's more difficult to really calculate the risk you mm-hmm. you take yeah. so yeah we as a community or like the gmx team w- yeah we have to do um yeah we have to make it clear what exactly we are offering and uh mm-hmm. what you can expect from it but yeah. i guess we i guess we have to wait till the final form and till some till we have some more details and announcements and then uh we can really research them yeah, the trade-offs you know because it's it's all about trade-offs in the end what do you uh, think that
1: will happen with the volume because i think um currently there are a lot of platforms where you can do like um, play with the funding fees that's so that you can actually farm uh, between quotations uh, funding fees do you think this also will come to gmx and you think that a lot of people will also build like uh, yield farming applications on the funding fees and the gt
0: tokens as well yeah i think so I mean, in the market, there are a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of ARPs happen between the, the funding fee. So that's uh, where you go long on one exchange and short on other another exchange. So your position is delta neutral. But if you do it, um, yeah, in, in some situations you can earn yield on both positions. <clears throat> and I guess GMX the the funding fee on GMX will be quite different than other exchanges Mm -hmm. so there will always be an opportunity for for traders to deploy uh, these kinds of strategies so they will increase volume i mean i am not expecting lots of it from the start but uh, because crypto markets are quite inefficient but at the end some some people will notice it and they will take advantage of it Mm-hmm.
1: yeah if you see like the open interest on on gmx there's a lot of like uh lots of short open when when the market is going long and the other way around so i think the the funding fees will be a, a fun fun playground for uh for the degenerates and the arbitrageurs as well so uh it will be fun.
0: yeah it's really interesting and i'm also really interested in in the um, the other stuff that crypto you know like forex and um stuff like gold uh or stocks um I think if you look at some other perp platforms, they're doing quite some volume on uh, forex trading pairs. So yeah, it's gonna be it's a whole new market that we can um, approach. So uh, yeah, I think it will be exciting. I'm not um, I'm not expecting too much on the short time frame, but I'm. <laughs> I'm ready to be uh, surprised positively
1: <laughs> Yeah, me as well i just hope that uh, x takes his time developers develops it very well and then of course that the oldest audits are uh, going well that's that's what i currently care the most about we have some so much uh, total value locked in glp uh if there was was now a fuck up and let's say for example uh, pvp am does something wrong then i think it would be a big hit on the protocol so i really hope that the security is what the team also uh, wants, of course, uh, that security is always number one, also in the
0: PvPMM. And yeah, let's, yeah, let's
1: sec- be amazed with the with the release.
0: Yeah, Hopefully. secure security first, and I also I also think that uh, we will list a few assets in the beginning, and then uh, really test test it out, and then slowly um, increase the assets listed. Yeah. So
1: I'm, yeah, I'm I'm definitely sure we will list like a few assets just to try it out and then
0: uh,
1: then have a broader market uh, available as well. I
0: think yeah, yeah. You know, so it's gonna, It's gonna take a while until um, it's really like fully operational and we can trade forex and stuff. But like you said, like yeah, the biggest mistake would be to uh, release as soon as possible and uh, yeah, have some kind of bug of like security issue and uh, lose funds and stuff. So uh, I think we can better move slow but, but secure than fast and, and break, the, break the project.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, last question, what asset do you want to see on, uh, on PvP? Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: personally, yeah, I think just more crypto assets. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of active in trading, but actually just crypto. And yeah, sometimes I just want to trade the crypto and it's not on GMX. So I have to go to like a centralized exchange and it would be really nice to, yeah, just can trade more crypto assets on GMX. Um, yeah. So that's it. What, what, about, yeah. you? How, what about you? How uh, about you?
1: Well, mostly also crypto, but like I sometimes also look at like the stocks and, and commodities and also forex. And I just want to play around on these markets as well. I think it would be fun.
0: Yeah, but, but that's like the thing, you know, I also look at stocks and stuff, but I, yeah, I just have don't no, no account where I can trade it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't GMX, sure, if I will see an interesting trade, I will take it. So Yeah, uh, and that's also
1: some feedback that we, we got on Twitter as well, because I did a poll a few a few weeks ago about uh, GMX as a platform and what we could do better. And the, the, the biggest thing was actually that people... Uh, didn't like it that we only had like four assets, which is normal, but they want to have like GMX as a whole platform, which could uh, open up like uh, all these markets. So they now just use Binance because Binance has a lot of coins and they can long ease, but they also can long ape if they want uh, in, in like five minutes time. So it would be very beneficial if GMX just became the platform where you can do everything from stocks to forex to to crypto, and just whenever something is uh, is uh, a li- gets a little bit of hype that we can actually trade on it, it would be uh, very cool.
0: Yeah, like for sure. Like also, like in the chat, sometimes people people notice that like um, most of the volume is always a Bitcoin and and ETH. So uh, you can wonder how interesting it is to to add a lot of risk uh, but not really capture volume. But I, I think like you said, like you really gain new users by listing new assets. and the, the main volume will always be Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, but new assets will attract new users and they will also trade Bitcoin and ether on GMX. Um, so that, that's the interesting dynamic, I guess. like the, the listing new assets also some kind of marketing. And then yeah, you, can, you can gain users which will trade everything on GMX. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to yeah, be cool. For, like, like, for example, people who just like to
1: trade stocks, but like you said, cannot access a platform to trade stocks, can just go to GMX. And then they get suddenly interested into crypto because they see uh, big increases in price. And then they are also hooked on crypto. And then we have a whole bunch of new traders coming in.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Another thing yeah. that's going to be fun, and it will take a longer time, I guess. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It will come in the end, and it's called GMX Swap. And yeah. um, like I said in the start, X4 has, has two parts. It's a PvP e- EMM, what we just discussed, discussed, and it's all about the perps. And then you have GMX Swap, which is all about spot trading. Um, Yeah, maybe you can just give a short intro about the with gmx swap
1: yeah so currently well, the the what i know about gmx swap you can also help me if i uh, if i miss some things but currently like um when you're deploying your your as a as a protocol you deploy your uh your pool on let's say for for example uniswap there's a lot of limitations in what you can do you, you can just do um burning of your tokens of your lp tokens you can mint your lp tokens and then the only thing i can i think you can do is like do a um a swap fee like oh, that GMX also has the one percentage fee uh, that goes to the treasury um, so there's a lot of limitations and there's uh, another uh, area where X thinks he can um, he can be a new uh, a new prodigy and make uh, and redesign the, the current AMM protocol uh, and they actually want to make something similar to like um, how do I say it like a, a building block but then for AMM so what you can actually do is you can uh, make a pool and then you can do there's a lot of parameters that you can set so you can do specific parameters like when uh, when people are selling their tokens, you can set a, a selling fee, you can have uh, a buying fee, you can have so much uh, more like there's also a possibility of having these um, specific tokens that require minting or or burning like GLP for example. So currently you could not list like GLP as an asset on uh, on uniswap but in the pvp amm you could actually do it so that's currently what i'm currently more bullish about is the the composability again with the amm and with other tokens i think that will be a good uh, benefit for it uh, for it
0: yeah it's also nice because um as you said um i mean we we all know different kind of shit coins. And uh, in, my, in my eyes, a lot of shit coins uh, are like those tax coins where if you buy, yeah. you have to pay <laughs> a 10% tax. And uh, on Uniswap, uh, you have to increase your slippage and stuff like that. And then you get front run and, and, and shit. And um, those tokens can just be created uh, on GMX swap and uh, integrated. So the the tax isn't slippage, but the tax is just a fee you pay. Uh, so it's much much more secure and implemented implemented in the EMM itself rather than just in the token. And the same goes for dynamic fees. I mean, you can create you can create a stablecoin where if the price goes to uh, 89 cents, it's uh it's getting more expensive to sell, for example. And if you're mm-hmm. um if it goes to one uh one dollar and two cents, it's becoming more expensive to buy or something. So you can really play with a dynamic fee structure within the emm so it's not the token but it's really the exchange um yeah like it's called it protocol controlled exchange so the, the the protocol launching the token controls the exchange and that is gmx swap uh like you said asset like gop so it's kind of cool and uh, how i thought about it because i also read that Um, x will also create templates so you for instance the the text token it's really straightforward you want to create a token where there's a text if you if you buy or sell uh, there can just be a template for it you can just select what percentage you want and then you can just launch it so in my Mm -hmm. eyes it's kind of a token factory so you can just create and launch uh tokens quite easily and uh yeah Probably a lot of those coins got to be shit coins, but, <laughs> you know, maybe a lot of interesting stuff is, is going to be built on top of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it really makes it accessible to more people. And I think it's always good. And like you said, it's accessible, but also composable. So it's really uh, a strength to, to list it within the GMX ecosystem. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, like like you said, the, the word that I was actually uh, looking for in, the, in my previous sentence was out of the box. So people can just make tokens out of the box and completely, like you say, with the templates, completely define the structure that I want to have, like the dynamic fees, what they want to do with it. And what, what is very interesting, like you were talking about the shit coins, um, there's of course going to be a lot of traffic on shit coins because I know the Binance Chain Times, Yep. There was a lot of uh, shitcoins there, and they generated a lot of liquidity, uh, and all this liquidity will, and then again, bring fees to GMX. So, the more shitcoins that actually will launch on GMX Swap, the better. Actually, the, it, I know it's really hard to say, but uh, I really hope they they they're gonna find some interesting ways because, yeah, the dynamic fees, like you said, uh, are really. I'm really interested in what um, what these new tokens can do with uh, the Ponziomics on the dynamic fees because you can say, like you were saying, the the stablecoin where it gets more expensive or or less expensive to to buy or mint them, it's gonna be really interesting to see because you can actually make a stablecoin on PVP uh, on the sorry the GMX swap
0: without any other uh, mechanism on the behind it yeah and i also think like like we just said with the pfp emm the, the gmx swap will just attract a lot of new users if you if you're gonna list a new shit coin or a new new meme coin a lot of people will come to gmx swap and maybe they will also check out the, the pfp emm and they will long or short bitcoin so it's all about attracting new users and um they will probably try different stuff on mm-hmm. on the on the ecosystem and, all the stuff they will do, they will create volume, they will create fees. So yeah, it's interesting. And also about the shitcoins, like I always call it shitcoins. But out of the thousand shitcoins, maybe a few of them are really, um, really building something, mm-hmm. you know. And the current form with GMX swap, it just makes it a lot easier. So if there is a serious team with a serious developer, it just gets a lot easier to build what they want. So that will make uh, GMax more attractive for them because it just takes less time to to deploy, or uh, maybe it's not even possible on, on another exchange. So uh, yeah, I'm really curious. Like it's all speculating, and I think will yeah, it will take a while. Like hopefully end of the year, but maybe even longer. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool that we're already thinking about the the next kind of stuff, what's coming, and mm-hmm. I think it's really what crypto needs. um so yeah I'm kind of excited
1: yeah it feels like like currently it feels like X is gonna really build like a, a hub where you can do all of things crypto. like like you can say you can do spot trading on on GMX swap then you can click on the leverage button and you can do leverage trading I think it's it's always beneficial for people that they can do a lot of uh, functionalities in one platform and they don't have to hop to like five different sites. Because now if you want to buy a token, you first have to go to Uniswap, then you uh, use that specific token on another application and so on and so on. But if you now have like GMX as a platform, you can do leverage trading, you can do spot trading. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for it, and also the the biggest issue that we are going to have is the liquidity, because of of course AMMs need a lot of liquidity to work well. But of course, uh, X also thought about it that we were going to do the aggregation of of the liquidity currently through the GLP system still, and that we just yeah ramp off of that liquidity to increase the liquidity on the AMM itself, and then. Uh, hopefully the amm has enough liquidity to do it on his, on his own and then we can uh can go on
0: yeah so it's it's all composable and it's all um complementing each other and one thing that's also kind of cool uh like you said is uh you can build your own gop so you can also build your own index you can you can actually build your own index with, with a lot of coins in it and you could just uh track track that so uh yeah, it's going to create a, a lot of new cool opportunities for sure. And I also thought that they will not only aggregate GOP, but also aggregate uh, Uniswap and sushi yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they will pool all the available liquidity on chain um, to really increase the uh, yeah liquidity for for the pairs. So in in that regard, GMX swap will be some kind of frontier of crypto. That if you yeah if you want to do something. Um, spot let you go to GMax Swap, and if you want to trade leverage, you go to the PFP EMM. So it's uh, for all kind of uses. There's something available. Yeah, I'm really looking
1: forward to all the everything that I read in the medium article. It, it took a so while well to completely understand it, but uh, after <laughs> a few reads, I think it well. Uh, it went pretty well, and I'm I'm completely bullish on it, and I'm really I'm really happy to see X. Trying to tackle another market where he sees opportunities and he sees limitations that there currently exists, and then comes up with, with his own system, so uh yeah, I'm very bullish on it,
0: yeah, me too, um yeah, I think we quite of discussed what we wanted, maybe mm-hmm. yeah, if the community still has any questions left or like um maybe ideas or like yeah, like playing Dev's advocate or something, please comment or like let us know. Uh, we can discuss it later on. Um, do we have any questions from the previous episodes?
1: Well, uh, we actually got, like, uh, two questions have, which I have found very interesting, uh, which we do not have to take a lot of time to, uh, to uh, respond to them. But what do you think about chain expansions and what are the pros and cons in them? So I can maybe... Uh, from what I've heard in the in the Telegram chats, the the cons uh, for actually launching on a new chain is that it's not just a uh, launch and deploy, and then it's everything is going fine. There's a lot of overhead going with it, so the developers also have to do regular stuff on the specific chain as well. So it just takes up more time. So uh, I'm really um, hoping that we do not focus currently too much on new chains, but that we just try to optimize uh, most of the products and uh, that we just um, try to decrease as much overhead as possible. And I think the pros, yeah, the pros are pretty obvious uh, in turn if we go to new chain.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Like It has to really bring some benefits, so it has to really be a big chain with a big tvl and a lot of users and they're currently not so many of them and mm-hmm. it's also that we need an evm chain because yeah. if it's not the evm chain we have to write uh, all new code and that's fine but it just will take a lot more time and a lot more overhang so yeah it's not gonna be happening soon and personally i'm very interested in stuff like signups uh signups chain Where you can just deploy uh, one app on on all chains. I know it's not going to be happening soon, but maybe it's even better to just, yeah, to build our product first. And then Mm -hmm. after Synapse Chain is fully operational, just uh, deploy your application there and benefit from all chains instead of, um, yeah, like building it yourself or like expanding yourself. Or we're just doing GMX Chain. Yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> always that's that's also possible. Just move to Cosmos and start our own uh, blueberry yeah. chain. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun.
1: <laughs> and also one of the cons was escrow to GMX, of course. I think that's also a very important note. We cannot just launch on yep. a lot of change and give a lot of free escrow GMX if it doesn't bring a lot of volume. So yeah, like you said, you have to make thoughtful choices about what chain the escrow GMX is worth spending on uh before actually going there. Yeah. And one more question and then we're gonna round up is what do you think of the success and how much does it depend on the success of ETH? The success of GMX I mean. And yeah. what do you guys think of um GMX paying in ETH? Do you want to see something else?
0: Um that's interesting. That's also something we discussed more often in the chat. I, I kinda like it. I'm yeah, I'm quite bullish on, on ETH. Um for instance G GMAX is mainly paired with Eat. Yeah, I-, I like it. Obviously in the bear market we, we took a-, a nice hit mm-hmm. um of a good hit but yeah in-, in general I like it. I I have to say like in some final form where we are really like a sustainable when we're not really in a growth phase but more like when we are reaching a bigger valuation and bigger kind of um volume. I do like to see fees getting paid in USTC, for instance, mm-hmm. and yeah, m- maybe also pairing um, in USTC. But currently I like <laughs> I like being um, paired to, to EAT. And I also think like people on Arbitrum are most of the times quite EAT maxis. They are bullish on EAT. Um, so it makes sense to <laughs> to be dependent on EAT. But mm-hmm. it's also, um, in some way, it's a con. So, yeah, wh- what do you think?
1: Well, yeah, I'm also an EAT maxi, so I think I will have pretty similar thoughts of you. But, yeah, like you said, uh, I think with, with the merch uh, going, hopefully going live in September, I think it's it's very beneficial for GMX to be paying out Yield in ETH. If everything goes well, of course. If it goes wrong, yeah, then there, um, there will be shit happening everywhere, not only on GMX. Yeah. But I think if you have a very long outlook, which like, I do have a, a quite a long outlook, I think ETH is always better for me to uh, to be getting than a let's say for example USDC because if I would get USDC, I would buy ETH anyway. So yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, it's much of an issue from my side. Yeah, d- d- I think yeah, I think ETH is is gonna is gonna get um gonna get like very cool when uh, when the merge is happening, and I hopeful. Uh, I think it GMX uh, success will also depend a little bit on ETH. I mean, we are paired with ETH, so if ETH goes up, GMX has to go up as well. So yeah,
0: yeah, it's also like if you want to get your fees in dollars, you can just sell your ETH. I mean, you you have to do do it regularly, but mm-hmm. um, you can just do it. And like you said, like um, even if you're not paired with EAT, and even if you're not um, paying out fees in EAT, if the merge um, isn't going to be successful, um, Arbitrum will also be kind of fucked. So mm-hmm. even if we weren't paired with EAT and we weren't paying out EAT, we're still in a, a bad place. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely. just we are um, because we are on Arbitrum, we already are heavily dependent on on EAT. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, like like I said, like I'm actually the same as you. But on a longer time frame, if we reach like a couple of billions uh, valuations, which which I think we will in the end, it could be interesting to to change to a fee structure where we pay out in USDC. Yeah, but but that's on a longer time frame.
1: Yeah, makes sense. So I just want to give uh, some credits to 21HQ, which was the question about the chain expansion. And then also Tyron, which uh, was talking about uh, success and dependence of ETH. So yeah, uh, in turn, I thought it, it, I think it was a very good podcast. I think we it was really fun having your thoughts as well about X4 and what uh, it will bring for GMX in the future. And as always, it's re- really good talking to you about GMX because we're both bullish on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, likewise, Tano was fun, and uh, I will see you next time. Yeah, okay, see you soon. Okay, bye everyone.